welcome back to the Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And we're coming in for a landing. Oop, Ziggy wants to come in also for a landing. We're coming in for a landing on this uh, holiday episode of our show, wherein we watch seasons, season one, uh, penultimate and ultimate episode, episodes nine and ten, called Very Longly. The first one was called uh, Ice Cream, Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Scream, and the second was called Jibber Jibber Chicken Dinner. So Which we had some even titles. Make any sense. Well, it it does in the context. There's well, a reason the that she said it. Yeah, but but yes. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about this week. We wish you a Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays. Uh, Hanukkah is over, but Happy Hanukkah if you celebrate that. Kwanzaa is about to begin. I don't know how to say Happy Kwanzaa. I guess Happy Kwanzaa is what I'm going to go with. That's the best we can do. Uh, yeah, so this should release on Christmas Eve. And we're going to talk about some Mordor. Mordor. Before Mordor? we talk Mordor. about Mordor. Murder. <laughs> Taking back uh, to Lord you, of the Rings. How was your week? My week actually was, wasn't bad. I had an enjoyable week. It was very restful, which is the most that I can say for now. Restful replaced exciting. How was your week? Same, easing into the holiday. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get a sense of the holidays until this last weekend. Yeah. Where it began to feel like the holidays. It does feel a little bit like the holidays. I made a lot of cookies. That helps. That probably did. Uh, we got jar. our tree totally decked out. That helps. Yes, and it I did beautiful. nothing to it, unfortunately, but yes, it looks lovely. We got our stocking hung, stockings hung. Which is nice. We used to have a chimney. Now we just have a television set. Now we just have a television set. They hang beneath the television in the glow of (laughs) Disney+. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a three and a half day week. End. Uh, Yes, I am looking forward to And a delicious prime rib dinner. So we are lucky that we get to experience that. Yeah. Because it's very lucky. It's a hard year. It's, it's been a hard it's year. The ending of um, a long and difficult year for everyone. Everyone. I mean, we we well, didn't... except Jeff Bezos. Jeff right. Bezos had a banger well, year. We didn't have a particularly smooth year this year either. So it's it's been a lot of transition time. No, a lot of transition, but cookies help. Cookies. So thumbprint cookies. Thumbprint molasses cookies. I will maybe make some more of both of those because we are going to be out. No? No more? Well, yes, make some, but I just have to execute more self-control. You know what's almost gone? As of this morning, at least, I went in there and there was one chocolate chip cookie. One chocolate chip cookie. It's still there. Okay. (laughs) I just have to be more careful because I don't want to send myself into a diabetic coma. I don't want to send you into a diabetic coma. We have stuff in common. Yay. We've got like mine. together. Mm -hmm. Except then I just made a bunch of cookies. Yes. So We have to go about doing this a different way. I've given quite a bit of them away. Right. I, I I hadn't tasted any of the red... Uh, red, velvet red velvet, yeah. Cookies, yeah. And I did this morning at work because they were there. Yes, and I didn't know that I would like them that much. So they're chocolate. Yes, no, chocolate no, no. Cookies, it's wonderful. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. You want to get into this? Yes, I actually. I have to say before we even start, I really enjoyed the end of this. I really enjoyed the end of it. Look, spoiler alert. I really like this series. I enjoyed it very much. I will probably watch it again. Uh, I'm looking forward to episode, or season two. 
um, which is not the next thing we're going to watch, y'all. But uh, we will be watching it uh, like February or so. Um, Also, just FYI for everybody, we have not started watching The Stand. It has started airing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have not started watching it. And I think because it's coming up on our roster... Right. We're not going to watch it until we have to watch it for yeah, the I show. Yeah, I don't feel like it's necessary just yet because yeah. the, 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 I would watch it if... If it was a it year was and a half out right. or something, yeah. Yes, but right now it seems like it's so close to when we will be... Yeah, and and I'm going to be real, real. Uh, if I hate it, I only want to watch it once. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm basically giving myself of this a first gift. Episode too. Yeah, some people really are liking it. Some people really well, aren't. But I also understand that the original, the stand, the, yeah. the Japanization also had a really yes. weird first episode and too. And the thing about me and the original stand is, I know that it's probably not good, but that's that's very, it's very comforting to me. Really. So, um, yeah, my my big problem with the the new stand is the. Uh, Casting of Amber Heard. I'm not loving it. Amber Heard's I'm not it? Loving it. Yeah, she plays Nadine. Oh, well. Yeah. So that's not ideal. Making bad choices is a part of Nadine's character, anyhow. Not true. So maybe it works for her. I don't know. I don't know. But so I'm not super thrilled about that. But mm. we will watch it. But I think we will wait and watch it when we t- discuss it on the show, which currently is right. scheduled for. Hold on. I'll actually tell you. You know, I did feel sorry for Amber Heard in Aquaman, though. Um, yeah, but she as I mean, a human she being is... Uh, literally looked as if she was sewn into this costume. Pretty terrible. And most of her performances in close-ups, because she can't actually move because that costume's so tight. Yeah, so I well, I also don't think she's a particularly good actress, but she's an abusive uh, monster. Uh, so is Johnny Depp. Um, let me be clear. I think they abused each other. You take But I don't think she's missing any parts of her body, and he is. No, I, I <sighs> think it's fairly clear that she um, has told stories to cover yes. up for her behavior. And b- both of them are at fault. Mm-hmm. That's where I come down on. Um, so, you know, I'm fine with him not getting acting roles. I'm not fine with her getting acting roles. So, it's pretty... I don't like that double standard that's going on. If we stay on track mm-hmm. uh, with the way that I have it laid out here, it'll be July, the end of July, that we get to the stand. Right. So uh, much fun. of what we're going to do between now and then is miniseries. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. I didn't know there would be more miniseries. We've been through so many of them. Well, next up is Castle Rock. That's what oh, we're going to be watching for next week. Yeah. Uh, Castle Rock Season 1, Parts 1 and 2. So we'll watch the first season of Castle Rock, then the second season of Mr. Mercedes. Uh-huh. Uh, then we've got Pet Cemetery, It Chapter 2, and In the Tall Grass. Okay. And then Mr. Mercedes Season 3, if it's available. Currently, uh-huh. it's not available on... Streaming, I'm not averse to buying digital or like the discs. Mm-hmm. So, and then Doctor Sleep, then Castle Rock season two, then The Outsider, ah, okay. and then The Stand. I um, believe The Stand is the next the the next thing. Okay, there might have been one other thing in the midst there. I've got to double check. Uh, Netflix is doing a lot 
<laughs> so sometimes I miss them. And the stand should be the last thing, um, except that brings us up into the end of August, uh-huh. um, at which point another thing maybe. Right. I don't know. And I don't know the state of movies. I don't know if stuff that was n- not going to be released will be released streaming. Like, I don't, I don't know. So, but that is, that is the remainder of our time in the season. This very long season that's going to be mm. over a hundred episodes. So, uh, before we get into any of that though, mm-hmm. Mr. Mercedes, Mr. Mercedes, penultimate episode, ice cream, you scream, we all scream. They were really tryharding in these, uh, episode titles, as you said. So it's all coming to a head, y'all. Uh, Brady is like, there's a corpse in my house and that's just not going to last long term. Yeah. Uh, and also it turns out they're on to him. They're on to him. I want to shout out the music in this episode yes. and this whole series. The music choices have been really good. Yeah. And specifically in these two episodes, they're using themes. Um, the Pixies, Here Comes Your Man uh-huh. is like Brady's theme in these episodes. The punk music surrounding him, there was a very fun, um, the, the first time we see Brady driving in his car, it's, he's listening to Pet Cemetery by the Ramones, which right. is fun. Uh, a lot of punk, 70s punk specifically, uh, 70s and early 80s punk for Brady, a lot of blues uh, for well, Senior Hodges. It's a good way to capture the characters and their, their not just their generational gap, but their state of mind, too. Right. Right, because Brady's listening to stuff that... Uh, he's well, he's younger than... Yeah, but he also... The music he's listening to has a real fuck-the-world attitude to yes, it. Yes, absolutely. And a real I'm entitled to... Right. Destroying things on my way out, which is basically his whole jam. Uh, so... We're really, these two episodes were very Should we discuss them separately or together? Yeah, well, we're going to discuss them separately Uh in as much as we're going to talk about the first one first and the second one second. But it's it's of a piece. I think these very much feel of a piece. And and what is uh, the pace of these two? As opposed to some of the other episodes, it was a very slow uphill climb for me. Right. And then it starts picking up speed like a roller coaster. Yeah, it very much does. Yeah, it very much, actually very much like a roller coaster. Very yeah. much that click, click, click up the hill. Yeah. And now we have, we're, we're craning down. We're I going. had issues with it in the beginning. Is that I didn't understand where it was going. And there were certain, to be honest, there were certain points that kept getting touched that I'd seen before. Yeah. And yes. it was really when the team of, uh, that Jerome Holly Jerome Holly yeah grouping is a lot of fun. When that began to come together is when I really began to appreciate it. Yeah. Because that was something new and it was also kind of um it was sort of the outsiders saving the world kind of yeah. thing which was really yep, yeah yep, yep. I enjoyed that. Which is why I'm excited about season 2. Mm-hmm. So the second book of the series is called uh-huh. Finders Keepers. Okay. Which is the name of the private detective company that Bill and Holly start together. Wow. Yeah. All day, every day, show, give me this. Right. This is all I want to watch, right? So um, so that's a lot of fun. So we've got Brady. He's back at work. He still says he's sick. Uh-huh. And indeed he is uh, 
a psychopath. So <laughs> depending on your definition of sick, yes. Um, he's batting, butting heads again with Roby. Um, Roby's mad because he's going around. He, first of all, he thinks that uh, because he's in the back fucking with these speakers. Mm-hmm. It's a special order that never got picked up. And he says, uh, Brady says he's talked to Josh to set up like a viewing area for kids right. to watch stuff while their parents are shopping. Because if you get the kids, you get the parents, just like selling ice cream. And Roby sees this as an end run around him to the, yeah. the higher ups, um, which it is. I kind of, if that conversation right. happened, Brady did it not to get around Roby, but to probably to piss him off. He probably he did, did it specifically because Roby would know. Is weirdly aware in some situations and completely clueless in others. And I like that because it makes him more realistic. Yeah. He's not the guy who has things figured out. And I like the fact that none of the characters who are friends or associates of um, Bradley. Brady. Brady, I'm sorry. Uh, Br- he reminds me of a guy in Union Bradley. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. That's bad. That <laughs> That's not good. Safe away Please from don't be reminded of anybody right. <laughs> by uh, Brady. But, uh, yeah, it's they're not easy to convince because he's put on a smokescreen and no one's really willing to believe that he's as bad as he is. Although I think Roby knows. Roby has an idea. And with this end run around him, Mm -hmm. he sort of uses that to lean into Uh when uh, Jerome and... Well, Holly shows up at Bill's place and Mm -hmm. says this is who serviced uh, Olivia's computer. So we know that somebody had to get their hands on the computer to put the voices in the computer that were so that drove Olivia to suicide. Right. And we know now that Supreme Electronics is who serviced her computer. So uh, Bill, who has no business going, and Pete and what's Pete's partner's name? Izzy Torres. Um, I'll go to Supreme Electronics. Just, of course, they pull in just as Brady pulls out. Right. So convenient. Uh, and, uh, you know, say, was Olivia Trelawney a customer? They, he says, the Mercedes lady, Roby is like the Mercedes mm-hmm. lady. I'm like, oh, this bitch. Yeah, I don't, she, she should have moved. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he's like, yeah, Brady would go out all the time. This is him. He shows, he gives them their ad, his address. Which is deeply illegal. He gives them a, their photo, the photo, yeah, which is also point, I illegal. Ruby is looking at him as competition. He is, for but this he also is like prime spot that he has. He also legitimately thinks Brady is like. There's. Do you need me to do it? No, I'll just turn this off. Okay. He legitimately does think there's something wrong with Brady, and the longer that he's around him, the more he thinks something yeah, is wrong with Brady. Yeah, but he also sees. Roby is a weird character because he really wants to maintain this dominion in this very, very, very small world and doesn't realize how unimportant he is in the scheme of things. He, his character seems to think that he's progressing on this upward trajectory. Yes. 
I mean, he is, but like, so you get to be the general or the like the the area manager right. for an electronics store in the Midwest. Yeah, that's that's the the, the far sights that, that you has, see. Yeah, yes. like, I, well, I don't think that Brady's ambition to be famous because of being a murderer right. is is better. No, <laughs> um, it is more ambitious. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the serial killer has bigger ambitions than that. That's a problem, I think. Yeah. Is it, we later on learn from Brady that he saw this as his statement. Yeah. And well, he says that. Well, I, I don't know how much of what's in the video statement left for the police is Okay, I'm getting ahead of us because true. That's, that's yeah. Some, you know, yeah. So okay, so now they're closing out on him. We mm-hmm. see Brady eating a sandwich in the room where his mother's corpse and a bunch of flies are. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a rough, yeah. it's rough. We saw him earlier doing sit-ups in the room right. where his mother's dead body is. Like, it's, there's a lot. And she's, she's talking to him. And he's like, you know, I've got, I, I've got a new plan. And it's not going to make us rich. And I'm like, well, it's not going to make her anything. Like, she's not... Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's not in it for the cash at this point. Uh, but it will, you know, bring us back together or whatever. And then the cops show up at his house and he hides inside and they go away because there is no. By the cops show up, I mean Bill and one or two uniformed officers mm-hmm. who are like, you are not breaking into this man's house. Which was a, a new character <laughs> turn, this, this one character who's just on the straight and narrow. Yeah. And it annoys Bill to no end because yeah. uh, he wants to break in and he thinks he has probable cause, but this guy who was just out of the police academy is not going to let him do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that Brady's got a plan and he starts making a video, uh, which we end up seeing later. It, it goes to the police. Starts making a video of how he's, you know, got one more thing and this Mm -hmm. that and the other meanwhile there are two events there are two events happening in this tiny town basically at the same time one is a job fair at the new for the new supreme superstore which i didn't pick up that it was for right this this, you know so there's a job job fair and that is where holly thinks that he's going to be because it's basically the same thing that he did before. And she sees what he did with the Mercedes as mowing down hope. He struck there because he now, was... Do you, do you think that she has an actual kind of super normal intuition? She, she says, says she does. She yeah. says she has premonitions. And the character knows things in an uncanny way in right. the books. Is it a shining? Uh, you know, probably it's a Stephen King book. It's right. that. It's probably that. It's probably you know. And so she thinks when as soon as she heard that there was a job fair, it's like she just got this feeling like that's where, or where 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 he's going to be. Okay, so there are two events where he could strike. Right. One is the job fair. What is this other thing? The grand o- opening of the Edmund Mills Art Center. All right. So Lou was paint. Okay, so so those are the two things. The, uh-huh. It's this job fair and this art center opening. Right. Okay, okay. So those are the two things that are happening, and Holly is sure that it's going to be the job fair, right? Uh-huh. Because th- that's 
it fits perfectly it's with what he with has done. consistent with everything else he's done, right. yeah. Um, and so, meanwhile, uh, uh, Bill goes and interviews Lou, uh-huh. uh, who is painting a mural, helping his girl, her very beautiful girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Painting a Good mural. Job, Lou. At uh, at this art opening, uh-huh. so in preparation for this art opening, and she's like Brady is the most sensitive person she's ever met. Uh, couldn't hurt a fly. Uh, he was upset the other day. But I don't know what was going on, but she's just like, "There's no way." And she calls Brady and gives him a heads up that they're right. looking for him, which Brady already already knows because he was in the house when Bill showed up with the. Officers, so he knows his the noose is tight. Right. right, his time is running out. Yes. and so he's prepared to start taking desperate measures. Right, and uh, so then we go over and we we're in Roby's apartment. Not a good sign. We've never been in Roby's apartment before. It's not good. Roby gets home from work, heats up a perfect. This is such a television plate of food. He yeah. pulls out this plate of food that's this perfect portion with saran wrap over the top, throws it in the microwave, and um, then he turns around and Brady is there. And he, like, freaks out. What the fuck are you doing here? You scared the shit out of me. What are you doing in my house? Yeah. And then uh, Brady hits him twice in the head with a hammer. So, so then Roby's dead. And uh, then we don't know what happens after that, except we do know that Roby is uh, moved. Right. <laughs> he has moved. So at this point, uh, well, he had he had asked Roby, "Were the police looking for me? What did you tell them?" And. Uh, Roby uh, accuses him of uh, manipulating his computer and making it explode, which he did, in fact, do. We think, we don't know. We didn't see it happen. We're pretty sure. Then says, are you the Mercedes killer? At which point, Brady hits him twice in the head with a hammer. Which I thought he just, I thought he karate chopped him. No. (laughs) And you're like, no, he has a hammer. And I was like, okay, that makes way more sense. Uh, So... Meanwhile, the cops finally have their warrant. I don't know what was the inciting piece of information that got them over the hurdle to get I think the, the warrant. Thing was that they really wanted to get the warrant, but there was going to be time trying to convince a judge. Yeah. And so uh, Bill wanted to act faster. Yes. Because he realized that the, the faster... Right, and he it's goes... Now, it's going on its own inertia at this yeah, point. Yeah, he goes and he talks, and the, the neighbor comes over and talks mm-hmm. to him and says, I think his mom went to Indiana. Right. So I, I thought Portland, but... The neighbor was a great... Guy. Who was drunk, day drunk on beer, which He's means he'd been drinking flops and a stained shirt and yes. shorts. And he, we've seen him before. It yeah. was his car that got fucked with previously. Right, exactly. And so Bill had talked to this guy so before, he Bill. and he's the one who was going to have lunch with Deb, right. but Deb is uh, no longer eating. So uh, she is being eaten. Yeah. <laughs> By Ew. flies, lots and lots of flies. <laughs> so. They bring a SWAT team in from another... It's like Canton's SWAT team right. from another city. Uh, they're all there out on the street. They have the place uh, surrounded. And the 
ice cream truck goes off. Now, it's weird that it he has the ice cream truck at his house, but that's fine. So the the Is it lights. Like a franchise? Do you think? I don't know. The lights and siren or like and uh, music come on for the thing for mm-hmm. the ice cream truck, and a like a weird head pops up like a jack in the box, and uh, they shoot up the truck, and then it's like got that weird smiley face in it, and it's laughing, and then they swarm the house. The computer downstairs, of course, has its countdown. So it's set up so that when he walks in, he has to say chaos and then darkness. Or I guess the whole thing gets wiped. It's not clear what will happen if that doesn't happen. Um, But they all go in. So they're going in, and I'm just thinking he's a bomber. Mm -hmm. You know that he's just bombed a car. Yeah. And you guys don't go in with any kind of sense of this place might be booby-trapped. They're all over this house in a way that I'm like, I expected a speed. I expected... I expected... (laughs) Is that um, Jeff Daniels Uh in speed going into the house and getting his ass blown up? That is what I fucking expected. This is not what happens. Uh, But they do find some explosives in the basement and yell for everybody to get out. And then Bill opens the upstairs bedroom door, and we see Mom's body uh-huh. with a hooded male figure sort of curled up around it, wearing a red hoodie. Pete's there, and Bill's there. As soon as they enter the room, uh, like a wick goes off, like right. um, that's, and then a fire is set, and the set, whole room is, the whole in room is enveloped in flames. The squad that had been in the basement saw that he had plastic explosives, though. Yes, yes. So, so they're yelling, "Get right. out! Get they're, out! Get they're out!" Trying to clear everyone out yeah. because they're, uh, yeah, something really yeah. bad could happen. And something the clown mask is there at the foot of the bed. Yeah. So Hodges tries to get closer to make sure that the body is Brady, but it's too there's too much fire, and yeah. so they all leave. And the idea is, was that Brady's body? Did he kill himself was, and then emolient? It seems like the rest of the cops really want to believe. Peter wants to believe, or right. Pete wants to believe that that's it. But He's like, I don't know, young man, uh, 20, mm-hmm. you know, late 20s, that's what I saw. Right. Um, but the, the bodies are now burnt to being unidentifiable, so it's going yeah. to take Time a to lot longer to process them. to see. Yeah. So... Um, you know, there's uh, there's this big question mark, but that's basically where it ends. The next day, uh, you know, Pete's like crossing his fingers and hoping it's done, and uh, Bill's like, I don't fucking think it's that seems too easy, it's too neatly wrapped up, yeah, because there's the confession video he makes. Yeah, where he goes on this long kind of Unabomber rant. Yes, and then about, they yes right. they watch, um, and I, that might be at the beginning of the next episode. The They're the next watching episode, yeah. this ep- this because this episode video. ends with everything going up in flames. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's the end of ice cream, ice cream. You, you scream, you scream, we, we all scream. scream. Okay, it's real precious with the title, well, and we go into jibber jibber where he was describing what that night would be described as. Um, Oh, I forget. Never mind. Cut that. Out. I, wait, I don't... Wait. At one point, he says, people will remember this night as... And it was something like... 
burn the house down. I forget exactly what he says. Oh, uh, something going out with a bang or right. something and like think, that. Oh, that would make a better name for the episode because this yeah. one is... But know. also, there, I was expecting an explosion and there wasn't right. really an explosion, so... Um, yeah, which I, but I was fucking poised for an explosion yeah. all the time because I was like, well, is this where he takes out a bunch of first responders because that is a thing that bombers and other, yeah. you know... Suicidal monsters. Yes, yeah. you do, is you know, gather a bunch of first responders and mm-hmm. then do a second attack or a second right. thing that, that takes them out. So Bill goes into the finale like... Mm-hmm. Uh, too easy. Right. Too easy. It was too easy. Nobody got hurt. I mean, a lot of people got hurt. Janie is dead. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. Uh, and Bill is still like, you know, keep an eye on Ida. I think this guy knows that we're friends. Right. And, you know, still thinking about his daughter and Holly and Jerome and Pete wants to believe that. He's dead, but then they found a point of egress, which is a tunnel out of the basement. So Pete is beginning to have his doubts as well. So, yeah. There's so he very, could have left at any time. There's a very weird dream scene in this episode, too, uh, where Bill has a dream that all of his friends are murdered by the ice cream guy. Yes. Uh, and it ends with him pushing his daughter on a swing. Yeah. And then that daughter turning back into a child from when he last saw her, and that child being kidnapped by Brady. Yeah. So yeah, that's there's a up. little bit of narcissism that actually worked in works in Bill's favor. Uh-huh. So throughout the yeah, uh, we'll we'll get into that yeah. too. But um, we also have the the problem of uh, Brady not having a dentist, <laughs> so they can't they match the the mom's dentals, and uh-huh. they know it's it's Deb. Right. They don't have a positive match on no. the. I know I'm going to get to it okay. on the on the male body, so that that's taking longer. They're also doing a deeper drug. So there was, there are blood force trauma on the back of the male victim's head, uh-huh. but that's also where a beam fell. Right, and they're doing a cock screen on the woman because because of the rictus because of the clenching the lockjaw the lockjaw basically mm-hmm. that she had they think she might be poisoned and in the video that Brady left he says i she she basically accused me yeah. and i snapped and killed her and they're like well if it was poison he didn't snap and kill her you yeah. know that you don't snap and then poison somebody that's Poison's a long con, you know what I'm saying? Or an accident, in this case. He did not kill his mother on purpose. Uh, So, meanwhile, we've got got Josh just fucking falling, just free-falling through the ranks at Supreme Electronics. So, we'd seen him do the interview for Brady previously, and then we seen him fire Lou, and now we see him basically having to run this store because there's nobody there because Frobisher isn't showing up for work. It's hard to show up for work when you're uh, dead. dead. <laughs> so they, uh, he, he reaches out to the police and is like, he's missing. They go uh, into his apartment and they ask, they ask Josh if anything's out of place. And Josh is like, I've literally been here once three days ago or whatever. And I'm like, why were you there at all? Um, 
But like you're the only coworker I oh no, I guess I guess that's not true. Uh-huh. But there are a lot of coworkers I have where if they came to the house and were asked to does anything look out of place? There's no way they would yeah. know the answer to that. What? It, that was wild to me. Uh, they were wondering where he was because they couldn't put eyes on him or ears on him. Lou says that he, he visits his, his dad, dad right, right uh, and finds his dad's address in her phone like so fast. Yeah, it's that, really that a cute, 2011 it thing. So where much it was faster like, than the yeah. actual policemen who are going, okay. Where I literally was like, mobilize. is she going to help them in there? Right. Is she going to be in there? Um, I don't know. In she, their detective agency, maybe? Because she's not working currently. Right. We'll, we'll get back to her, though. Uh, so... They get into the house and then they do the right. black light, black light. Oh, look at all the smears of blood. So they're like, well, this is a crime scene. And then Josh is like, how tall was Frobisher? Six one or so? Yeah. And how tall was Brady? Uh, less, like five eight or five nine. Great. Uh, that's information we can work with to try and get these the information on these corpses. Now, the corpse that was found... Six one and a half. So, probably Frobisher. Yeah, there's something I'm not sure if it happened at this point or a little bit earlier uh, with Holly that should get brought up, which is yes, she kidnapped or rather borrowed the bulldog statue. Yes, she goes to return the bulldog statue. Uh, the bulldog statue that uh, it was in. Uh, Bill's daughter's room uh-huh. because she got it because she she thought it looked like him. He goes, it doesn't look like me, but she thought it did. And I'm like, it definitely looks like you. It does look, it like, does like, look like you. So uh, that's very cute. That's a little cute little back and forth. And um, she had taken it because uh-huh. it made her feel safe. And she's like, well, we believe that you know, all kinds of people have faith in a god or something right. like that. Why is it more silly that I felt better sleeping well, with this she next says to me? Is actually a really interesting idea, which is that she believes that God manifests in this object. Oh, okay. Like she believes that there is a God, which we later on find out in the Outsider too that she has her own unique. She does. Cosmology. She has. She does. Yeah. Um, but she says it's like God manifesting through this object, this bulldog, which I don't know what it's made of, but I get the impression from what happens later on, that it's very heavy and solid. Yes. Um, yes, indeed. And so he says for her to keep it, and she doesn't want to because it was a gift from her, her his, rather, Bill's daughter. Well, it belongs to Bill's right, daughter. It, it doesn't daughter. technically belong to Bill. Um, but it's been in the bedroom and not used, so if it gives her some sort of comfort, he lets her hold on to it, which is very, again, very endearing how she's. this reminds her of something that makes her feel safe. So she's going to keep it on her. And it, the reason I want to bring that up now is that it, it plays a part later on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he's like, well, you hold on to it. You need sleep. Mm-hmm. Like it, And yeah. if that's, it's doing that for you, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and she talks about Mike Sturdivant. Mm-hmm. They talk a little bit about her issues. Yeah. Uh, they they do refer to her, what she does as stimming, where she hugs herself. Right. She doesn't realize she's doing it. She hugs herself and she mumbles. And she does it and she says, Mike Sturdivant. And he's like, what did you say? And she says, oh, Mike Sturdivant. And she tells this story about when she was a junior. She, he was a f- senior when she was a freshman in high school. 
And one day, and he was a uh, jock, uh, football team, popular, all that good stuff. And one day he saw her stimming. That's how she says it. He saw me stim. And he could have said nothing. And instead he pointed at her and mocked her in right. front of everybody. And uh, caused her to have like a panic attack and basically ha- caused her to be institutionalized because she basically got in a bathtub and wouldn't get out. Yeah, she gets a, <laughs> uh, has a, a break from reality. Yeah. Well, they, they that's say. That's being described that's as what, by That's the, what, and right. she says, I was diagnosed as having a break, a psychotic okay, so break yes, from so reality that she might because not I got in the bathtub and refused to get out mm-hmm. if it meant that I had to go back to high school. Right. Um, so she wound up, in, wound up institutionalized. Institutionalized. All she wanted was a Pepsi. All she wanted was a Pepsi. And her mom's a horrible bitch who wouldn't give her a Pepsi. Right. Uh, and she's like, so, you know, it would have cost him nothing and it wouldn't have changed his life to just leave me alone. Yeah. And instead, this interaction basically ruined my life. And, like, for him to do nothing would have cost him nothing. Yeah. And instead, he did something and cost me a lot. Well, everything to Changed this Changed her whole life. Right. Uh, and because he yelled at her. Uh-huh. Is that what... He yelled at her, jibber, jibber, chicken dinner? Uh, I don't remember the chicken dinner. I remember he used to call her jibber, jibber. Jibber, or jibber. jibber, jibber or yeah, something. but I think it was... Yeah. I think he... Yeah, I think that's what he he taunted her with. Uh, so... That's the title of the episode. It comes back later. So then we're back at the police station. They realize, you know, he's going to do something, Mm -hmm. right? And we know from the conversation he had with his dead mom that we're looking at a suicide type situation probably because it's going to bring them back together is what he said. It's going to reunite them. And then we see him, he shaves his head, and he gets a bunch of, he, he puts together an explosive tray, like uh-huh. a tray of explosives that he slides into the bottom of a wheelchair. That's out of the book. I remember that being right. part of it. Uh, and then... Which is actually very clever. It is. Yeah, it um, is. Because... And then he puts, like, a Jesus sticker on the right. back, like a Christian sticker on the back of his. Because what he's doing is ensuring that if they run him through a metal, metal detector, yep. he's it's going to pick up the chair. Of course it is, yeah. And he's not going yeah, to... Yeah, and nobody... Nobody's going to say, get out of that chair so I can investigate. That's I mean, people do in some places. Nobody yeah. in Bridgeton, Ohio is doing that, though. Uh, so... He must be a good guy. He has a Jesus sticker. Yeah, right. So there's going to be, there are two possible targets, right? He's either going to hit the grand opening of the art center mm-hmm. or the career fan, fair at the Roseland Ballroom. Roseland, okay. That's what it is. Right. And, and, and there, the idea of it being at the ballroom is kind of a nightmare because there's 30 rooms, uh-huh. there's multiple points of egress and ingress. Like there'd be, 
for for a town this small, there's no way that they there can. There are police on site, but they can't. There's you can't they, be at every right. entrance. You can't be at and every exit. Like there's just no right. way. There's, and for the volume of people going in and out, yeah, yeah. And then everybody there also thinks that that is the logical one because of the job fair, because of the hope thing that yeah. Holly was saying. But Bill isn't so so sure. This is where Bill's narcissism kind of pays off because he's like, no, he's coming after me. And the people I care about are at this thing. Which leads to a really sweet scene it, yes. with him and Holly. Which <laughs> it is, really is. Right. So he's building the bomb. time inappropriate He scene. shaves his head. He um, is playing, you know, more punk music. Mm-hmm. Bill's calling everybody he knows, uh, saying, stay away from the celebration at the Art Center. But the problem is, Jerome's speaking there. Yeah. Holly's gone to support, support Jerome. Jerome, presumably. And uh, then we see we're at the, the location, and, it, and Holly is there. We see Holly there. We see Jerome there. Um, we also see... Brady there because uh-huh. Bill is right. Uh, he's 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 going to attack this place. We also see Lou there, and Lou sees Brady coming out of the porta potty and follows him around the corner. And uh, it's like Brady, is that you? She has been told that it's likely that he's a dead and b the Mercedes killer, uh, even though she still doesn't believe it. And she, I don't think she believes that he's a Mercedes killer. She thinks that he's been swept up at this. No, but she also knows something, like yeah. something's going on and the police are looking for him. And now he's here in a wheelchair with a shaved right. head. And is she's like, this is, like, beyond everything else, that's fucked up. What is right. going on, right? And uh, he says, I should have worn su- sunglasses. And then he stands up and proceeds to stab her, which... Sucks. It and it's sucks. a prison to shank kind of stabbing it's at close range. Really, so yes. she has no chance of getting away. And he leaves and she yells for help and uh-huh. Bill finds her. He calls her a medic and she says he shaved his head. Like right. so that she provides a she clue. provides that information. So Bill is also able at that point to get in touch. He finds Holly and is like, You gotta get out of here. Why aren't you answering your phone? And she's like, I turned it off. <laughs> And she's like, you, he, she's like, you got to get Jerome and his family out of here. You got to get out of here because he's after the people I care <laughs> about. And she's like, does that mean I'm a person you care about? <laughs> like, it's a very cute. And then she's like, and and if the reverse is true, why would I leave you here? Right. Like, she's like, wait, this doesn't, you can't. <laughs> With something that can only be referred to as Holly logic. I love her. I yes. love her. She's so good. I love her. Well, and she, said, well, she's not wrong. As I said, Stephen King admitted she came onto the page. Yeah. She wasn't expecting her. He fell in love with her. And then she yeah. just became the hero after that. Yeah. And so Bill is going through the crowd looking uh-huh. for, he, he knows he's in a wheelchair and he knows he's bald. So that should be making make him pretty fucking easy to spot, right, yeah. in this crowd. And but Bill is struggling at this point. It's I was like, what's wrong? Because he has blood on him, and then right. I realized, oh, he was holding wo- uh, Lou's yeah, wounds. Right. So that's not his blood, but he is seemingly having an active heart attack. Right. <laughs> right. He is 
struggling to breathe. He is staggering. He is sweating. Uh, but he's going to fucking get where he needs right. to go because he's not going to just let all these people die. There's a middle school choir singing, for yes. God's sake. Like, we can't. That's not. We're not doing this. And so he pulls out his gun, tells everybody to get down. They scream and, thank God, move. They get down and away. They do clear the area in a way that I was like, oh. Okay. Maybe maybe people will learn and do. So Bill is pointing his gun at Brady, who turns around to face him. He pulls out his phone. So he's like, and Bill's like, this is a detonator thing. So, gun versus det- detonator, cop versus serial killer. Bill doesn't know what it will take to set off the thing, so he right. doesn't want to pull Does it have the equivalent the of a trigger. dead man switch? So, he's standing there. He's also, as I said, having a heart attack. Right. So, firing his weapon is probably not a good idea at this point. Uh Fortunately, he's got backup in the form of Holly and her trusty bulldog, which she has pulled out of her purse. She was carrying it around. That seems heavy. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, but... And she basically sneaks up behind uh, Brady and beats him half beats to death. Beats the living shit out of him. She, he, no she hits him it. in the head with this statue. So many times. No less than five times, I think. And yes. given how big and heavy the statue looks. Yes. He drops yeah. the phone after the second right. hit, at which time Jerome comes in and scoops it right. to get it away. But she doesn't fucking stop. And it's like when Stephanie sees things like this, she's like, don't stop until you see the rain. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Holly hits him. Yes. Full force at least five times, right. and she's saying "jibber jibber chicken dinner" when she does it. <laughs> she, and Mike Sturdivant, she is cathartic. She cathartic. is focusing her rage yeah. on this this person who hurt all these people in a way. Well, from the, the person that hurt her, he killed uh, the mom, and he he's yeah. killed Janie. Her family. He killed Olivia. Uh-huh. He's. Yes, been torturing all these people. Right, but I yeah. mean, personally, he he killed off most of the women in that family, and so yeah, this is this sort of act of revenge. She's killing the bully, but yeah, yes. it comes to the point to where you're like, oh, somebody stop her! Somebody, She's, I was like, Jerome, right. you should. <laughs> His like, head might come off. Yes, which, yeah, uh, and then and and then Bill falls to the ground, and mm-hmm. they both. So they're both unconscious. And then we wake up in the hospital and we see kind of a montage of where right. everybody is. So Josh is a vest wearing store manager. Yeah. So haha, fuck face. Uh Jerome is getting set to drive to Harvard. Right. It's a ten hour drive. Yes. When we when we see Bill wake up or in the hospital, he's he's talking Jerome Jerome's right. there. Uh, and uh, Allie's getting out of rehab, and Holly is signing a lease. She's getting her own apartment. Uh-huh. She shakes the realtor's hand, and then she shakes his other hand. So something we did see briefly before this, too, was a um, 
a television newscast that shows Holly and Jerome being recognized. That's right. As the heroes. As of the, the heroes of the evening. Yeah. Um, and I think it's. I, I like the fact that earlier in the, the evening at Roseland. Uh no, that uh, Edmund Mills. Edmund Mills. I'm sorry, I got to think of. Yeah. Um, the mayor is there, and yes. he says, "This is the person who might take my job away from me." About yes. Jerome. Oh, about Jerome, yeah. And it's like, no, no, but he did yeah. I was like, yeah, this kid's Barack Obama. Let's right. be completely clear. Uh, and then uh, Bill's getting out of the hospital, and on his way out, he stops by Brady's room. Uh-huh. Brady is intubated, uh-huh. uh, and basically they're saying he has, well, the way that they put it, the doctor says, you know, the, he's got less electricity going through his brain than the AAA battery you put in your uh, remote five years ago, and he's and and um, Bill's like, yeah, but if I smack the remote hard enough, it makes the TV work. So you know, even that little bit is enough to do something. And you know, she goes, well, if anybody hits him one more time, he's gonna die, and. Bill is like, uh, if you want to take a walk, I'll just uh, I'll finish it up and it'll be like I wasn't even here. And the doctor's like, if he ever dies, I hope you have an alibi. And he's just like, I don't, I'm not. I'd kill him right the fuck now in front of you. Like, right. <laughs> like I don't care. Uh, and then we get we get in close. Bill leaves and we get in close to Brady's face. And then there's a little bit of a. Zzz, 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 zzz. A little bit of electricity Some in sort of head. activity from that incredibly damaged brain. If he wasn't... I mean, he was bad enough before. I can't imagine what he would come back as. But I guess that's season two, right? Yeah, I don't remember. And mm. I don't know if it's the same as in the books. Okay. So, But he is still in the series next season. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... That's it. That's season. That's season so one of Mr. Mercedes. Altogether, I, I loved it. I, uh-huh. I thought it was really. I I think the casting really carried a lot in it. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Brendan Gleeson was a great choice. Yeah. Uh, I really like that whole family. I, you know what I mean. I really like them. I the Holland Taylor is so good. Mary Louise Parker, so good. And then Justine Loop or Loopy, uh-huh. so good. Yeah. And and not the first Holly I've seen because yeah. we watched The Outsider before we watched this. Uh, I'm fine with both of those characters. Yes. I'm fine with both of those different characterizations. Yeah. I think that I like that the, character. However you want to put them on screen, Holly, it's fine when you get with to me. The Outsider, there's two separate things happening that distinguish it from this case. A, she's older and more yeah. experienced. Yeah. And B, without spoiling it, she's dealing with something beyond our ken, as we used to say. Yes. So the severity, like right. she doesn't have the bright moments that she does in this one, because it's something that, and it's really well handled in The Outsider, something that's so lethal and horrible that everyone is terrified of dealing with it. And she's actually really one of the bravest of the lot, because she's willing to confront the possibility, not only does this thing exist, but it's... And we won't go into it, but it very much is like Salem's Lot, where a group of people have to come together to put some, or Dracula for that matter, which is what Salem's Lot was inspired by, 
which is watch our band of heroes come together against something so awful mm-hmm. that there's not even words for what it is. And it, it is incredibly dangerous. So there's a difference between the Hollies that we see. And it, the, both performances are very good. This is somebody who's just learning her independence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, and she is just now getting her independence, yeah. right? Like, she's moving out and becoming her own person. So overall, yeah, I think that there was some lagging in the middle. Uh-huh. Uh, I think if we'd been able to just watch it straight through, or we're, we're even watching it week to week, it wouldn't have been so bad. Right. But something about the two episodes at a time, and then having to stop and record, mm-hmm. uh, meant that like four of those in the middle were a little laggy. But I thought that they were all good. Like I didn't. I don't know what you. I don't know what you cut out. I, I here's what you cut out. More than one mention of the incest. I don't need to see repeated incest. You could cut the incest out entirely, could, and it would not have changed. You absolutely the plot. could. You know what? You're right, and I'm on board. Right. Because I was going to say, just leave the incest in, <laughs> but just make you know make it known, and then we don't have to come back to it three or four times. We didn't need to see it either. We don't. I think uh, there's. Yeah, I've had that discussion with you and with other friends about what what becomes entertainment. Are you being entertained by what you're seeing when you're mm-hmm. seeing this? I recently mm-hmm. talked to my friend Alan um, because Hi, I've been Alan. catching on uh, catching up on a lot of uh, films from the seventies. Okay, and I, I now have a, a cap on the amount of giallo I'll watch because at times you're watching this going, "This is not entertaining, and it's really distasteful. Why am I watching it?" Right. And so there were scenes like that here, and I really had problems with the early episodes because um, we spent so much time with. I really liked like I really liked the first two episodes. Uh, um, I liked the slow pace of them uh, because it felt like reading a book in a way that I don't think I've ever experienced in watching something before. Right. Uh, you know, like I said the the watching him have trouble with his urination was reminiscent of the way you'd read about that. And and normally they just leave that out entirely. And realistically, do we need that? No, but it does add. Well, I think it added a very, all these small details accumulated to make a very convincing picture of a man of a certain age who now does not know what direction to take with his life. Right, right. And it's perfectly logical that he meets this woman who stimulates his need to be back in the action. Yes. And so he comes to life again. He comes to life sexually. Yes. He comes to life um, emotionally. And he starts becoming a receptive. So what made those early episodes bearable for me were Holland Taylor... And also, um, well, frankly, the women, ca- the female characters of this story. Yeah, which were underserved largely. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, what there was was it last week when all of the women were abused right. in some way. Right, but I mean, between Janie and Ida, you have these characters who are very good at expressing what they need and telling him what they want. Yes. When Janie dies, I almost found it predictable that yeah. she's going to die, but it was still played out really well, and it gave Holly the motivation to become really the hero of the story. Right. So when Holly appeared, really, it was when it began to pick up for me. And then Jerome and Holly working together, making this Yeah, I like them a lot. Right. 
And the ca- like I said, the team. casting. The casting was always for those two, but, especially. I think but yeah, was so great. Everyone here was really very good, and watching Brendan Gleeson sort of bring this character to life yeah. again um, was also really good. I, I think one of the cleverest things that you brought up were the title scenes, which the titles over time. were great. And then he comes to this final point to in the final episodes. He's getting up. He's getting dressed. He's on point. He's back on the job, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I felt that the heart attack was a little bit melodramatic. Yeah. It's like, have you ever seen But also, he wasn't in great shape. Yeah. And it's not, like... I was about to ask you if you'd ever seen Apocalypto, which I know because we saw it together in a theater. Yeah, I'm like, I was there with you when you saw it. The fact that in the middle of the chase scene, a woman gives birth just felt like, okay, now you're just adding something for the sake of adding it on. Of course she does. It felt like, oh, now he's going to... And we weren't really warned about an impending heart attack. No, but we knew that he to, wasn't. But you became confused even to what was going on in that scene. I well, I because did. Because it comes out of the blue. That, Which oh, I was actually fine with, though, because uh, I was like, oh, no. Like, this is a lot. Right. And he's not a young man. No, and he does and the he same thing And he hasn't been them. doing physical activity. Right. He does the same thing Stephen King in Salem's Lot, where uh, the teacher-mentor character has a heart attack. Right when they're in the thick of yes, things. Yes, yes, yeah. So this, it felt like a trope, but what I liked is that he survives and sees us the way out of the other side of it. And the other people become heroes, too. I love stories where you get to see the people who you didn't know if you could depend on being dependable. Yeah. And that really came through here. It's the, you get to see good people get over on this guy. Yeah. Even Lou. Who I feel really sorry for. Yeah, I like that character. Uh, and I like the fact that we took her out of the the box, so to speak, in these final two episodes. Because before that, we only saw her in relationship to Brady. And Yeah, to we Frobisher. got to see a little of her actual life. Her life and her really cute girlfriend. Like, good on you, Lou. Good job. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and so it feels bad. I felt bad for her when she realized that she'd been betrayed so badly. Well, in the worst possible right. way. Like, she, and she does some very good acting in that yes. scene where she's, like, begging Bill not to leave her because she doesn't uh-huh. want to die yes. alone. Like, well, that also was very realistic. I, I, there's so much of the kind of, fake action hero stuff that we see in movies, that seeing somebody have this moment of panic going, I'm going to die bleeding to death in an alley in behind an alley. a porta potty. Yeah, right. That's like, how it's going to end What for a me. fucking nightmare, yeah. Right. Th- that's why I really appreciate that, or how realistic um, even, uh, even Holly's attack becomes this sort of cathartic thing where she's just being the hell, and you're going, no, no, stop. No, you can stop now, anytime now. But um, but at the same time, I mean, once Jerome has the detonator, right? I guess so. Yeah. But she was not. Well, I wasn't feeling bad for, for Brad Brady. Excuse me, I keep wanting to call him Bradley Brady. Oh, yeah. I was feeling bad for Holly. Going, do you really want this on you that you literally beat a man's brain? Yeah, up? there is that. Yeah, and no, that's so. True. I was like, it was my concern for her, um, that motivated me going, okay, somebody needs to stop her from killing this guy. Right. But. It doesn't seem to weigh heavily on her. I think she'll be all right. It's fine. <laughs> I think she'll be okay. Yes, she will. So, yes, I really appreciated it. It was really great. I 
I didn't know if it was going to go the way of the, the Kennedy assassination story where there was really only one or two characters that, that I have any real fondness for. Right. This one came to everyone working together, everyone stopping the menace, and that was really good. I yeah. really liked it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the second season. If it continues this sort of trend that we saw here, I'm looking forward to it. Well, and there's more Holly, and that's your favorite. Yes. Holly is my favorite. We're going to start dating. Um, so, yeah, there we are. Okay. Uh, so, next week, we're going to watch episodes one and two of the first season of Castle Rock, which okay. is a Hulu uh, television show. We have seen it already, so this will be a rewatch for us. So that's what we're going to watch next week. Available, as I said, on Hulu. Hulu! In the meantime, do you have any recommendations? Well, let me ask you Maybe first. Christmas recommendations? Let me ask you first, because I always go first, and I take the thing that you want to say. So. No, I, you're not going to take what I want to say. So Okay. Um, I would like to recommend a film I saw on Netflix this weekend. Okie doke. What film was that? It was called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ah, uh, yeah. And this is based on the play by August Wilson. Yeah. Who I had seen previously a Hallmark adaptation in one of his plays. Uh, the Piano Lesson, which is a ghost story, which is why I wanted to see it. But I also um, had seen Fences, and so I really appreciate... Uh, have you seen Fences? Yes, I've okay. seen the, uh, a film version of Fences, or a, a, not a film version. I haven't seen the film that Denzel Washington did. Oh, okay. I've seen an earlier performance, I think, that was on uh, PBS. But, um, yeah, I just saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's uh, historical fiction. Yes. It's based on actual characters, and it's uh, about a blues singer who is on her way out, it seems, and is still holding on to what turf she has yes. um, very forcefully, and also a young man who sees himself on the way up, and yes. how they are being altered, well, they're both being exploited by the music industry. And These are both black performers in the right. 1920s. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it is Viola Davis and the sadly late Chadwick Boseman. He's yeah. amazing. He gives a great performance in this film. He is spectacular. With a really kind of uncomfortable part. The character is not really likable at all. No. And it's interesting how, over the course of the story, he becomes less likable. And someone like Ma Rainey, who is really demanding and really difficult, actually you begin to understand her. It's a very well-written piece. It really is. Um, and it's not just them. It's Glenn Turman, who I remember seeing when I was a kid uh, on television, just thinking he was great. Michael Potts, uh, Taylor Page. These, There's just really great, amazing performances in this film. And it's really well written, of course. Of course. It's really well adapted. Um, sometimes when a play gets adapted for into film, it feels very stagey. And even though it's very stage-bound, they did a great job of making the film so dynamic that it just moves along at this pace. And you're a part of uh, what's going on. You're part of everyone's conflicts as well. So I have to recommend that. It's very accessible, too. I like the fact that high art can be accessible on Netflix now. So did you have anything that you'd like to recommend? Um, oh, I wanted to say one more thing. Okay. I guess I'm not 
I'm going to find it. I saw, there. I think it might have been a Wall Street Journal article, and the the picture was of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh-huh. and it talked about, and, and the headline was something like, when good plays are bad movies, and I was like, that wasn't a bad movie, and I no. clicked on it, and it was like, this movie's great, but too often plays become bad yes. movies, and here's why, mm. and I'm like... Well, that was misleading. That's a real, real crappy thing that you just did. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to mention it because if anybody had seen that article, they might and not clicked on it and looked at it, which is how we interact with articles uh, very often. Right. They may have been put off of seeing this movie. And I wanted to say the article's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> see this movie it's very good um and uh if you're unaware um Denzel is working on producing all of the August uh Wilson, Wilson. Oh, okay there was a is there, there's a cycle is that what yes you, that's yeah. what I'm the Pittsburgh cycle plays uh there are they're not written in chronological orders order there are 10 plays. Uh-huh. Each play is set in a different decade. Okay. Uh, so Fences is set, I believe, in the 50s or 60s? Well, here I can, I can scroll. Sure. So Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is set in 1927. Uh-huh. So it's the 20s version. Fences is set in 1957. So they've done the 20s and the, the 50s. But um, the rest of them are uh, Jitney, which is set in 77. Joe Turner's Come and Gone, set in 1911. The Piano Lesson, set in 1936. Two Trains Running, set in 1969. Seven Guitars, set in 1948. King Hedley II, set in 1985. Gem of the Ocean, set in 1904. Radio Golf, set in 1990. And uh, Denzel has the rights to all of them uh-huh. and plans to produce all of them. That's very exciting, uh, especially if there are um, more of them. I mean, I don't know how with production and COVID, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I don't know how they'll be av- available. And some people are mad that they're not being produced in either chronological order or the order in which they were written and previewed, which is what I just read. Um, But we should be glad that they are being made and they'll be seen because... And the fact that you get to a mass audience, because I know that live theater, which is one of my favorite things, is not going to happen anytime soon. Right. Um, And live theater, by definition, is not for the masses. Right. Which is a pity, because uh, where we live, and I shouldn't say that, where we live in the Bay Area, it's readily accessible any given night of the week. If you can afford it. Right. <laughs> I mean, we, li- we, uh, we attended a play, on <laughs> a David Mamet play, which you were not very happy about. Um, the, I have and, thoughts and feelings, and they're all bad. Uh, in an, what used to be a church. It was so uncomfortable. Yes, and they were church no, cues. It was so uncomfortable. Which makes you appreciate the sacrifice of my Sunday mornings even more, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, we saw a performance there, and I've seen performances. Of, we saw Tis Pity, She's a Horror 
Yes. Underneath a pizzeria. Under a yeah. um, Just sitting on bleachers. So in the Bay Area, particularly in Berkeley, there is live theater everywhere. Um but uh, yeah, and we got season premiere or season tickets to the Contra Costa right. Community Theater. We um, got to see some great stuff there. I love their uh, their take on um, uh, My Fair Lady. Yeah, it and was in good. In the Heights, it was fun. In the Heights was really fun. Yes, and, yeah, and there was no skimping on staging. There was some. There's a lot of talent here, and yeah. that's a great thing. I had a friend who was moving from Montana, and uh, the place where she was was a major city that had no live theater. And that was kind of terrifying to her. One of the things that she wanted about moving to the Bay Area was all the sort of theater and culture that she could absorb like that. So the fact that a person will not be able to attend a live performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but you can see it with a first-rate cast. Yes. And some really wonderful direction. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it, it was very, very well done. For something that takes place mostly stage-bound, there are some beautiful. There's some really beautiful art direction, which is how you have to do a film like this, and some amazing cinematography. The characters, Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman, are almost unrecognizable. They really they are. Not only become these characters, they sink into them, and they physically look different. It's a. It's really yeah. interesting. Chadwick, particularly after coming off of Black Panther, and uh-huh. the last thing I saw him in, which was. Um, 21 Bridges, uh-huh. uh, uh, we haven't watched The Five Bloods yet, right. uh, which is on our to-do list. Um, and maybe this weekend we can yeah, watch maybe it. maybe we'll catch up. Uh, he is so thin in this movie. He is thin, but it's it's odd because I got the impression he looks a good 10 years younger between he the does. costume and, and all than he did in Black Panther. Yeah. And so I was just kind of confused for a second, going, this looks like a film from earlier in his career. And it's not just his physical appearance, it's his body language. He really... Yeah. To think that he was ill at this point. Yeah. And it, he's yeah, it's un, it's mind-boggling. so much to this really physical performance. Um, and I also recommend that if you're going to watch it, there's a short documentary afterwards on the making of the film. There is. In, inside. It's, an, it's another Netflix thing. And it will probably show... Like, it showed up for us... Like you should also watch. Yes. Like, when the movie was over, it was like, here's this other thing that you might be interested in. And I recommend that as well, because it gave you some insight into how much work went into producing this and really mounting it so beautifully. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very good. I, I do recommend it as well. Uh, that's not my recommendation, now. What is your recommendation? I'm going to recommend On Point. Okay, that's good, too. Which we have been watching... You have been dragged into it. I know it's not probably, uh, it wouldn't be your first choice to watch, but. Um, it has dancing girls, but no dinosaurs. It's true. And absolutely no kung fu, so. No, no kung fu. No. But it is very interesting. <laughs> it's uh, on Disney Plus, and it is a docuseries about uh, the School of American Ballet, which is connected to the New York, is it just the New York? Ballet? Like, is that just what it's called? Now I'm like, I'm confused. Anyways, it's the School of American Ballet, SAB. Uh, and it's, uh, we're looking, we're watching how they recruit and train their um, students, both day students and sort of the more intermediate, sort of full time dorm students. 
uh, and they're nut- through the nutcracker season, mm-hmm. um, which uh, they use the littles in as well as the older kids. Uh, and if I really like uh, basically anything having to do with ballet, like any media having to do with ballet, I probably will watch it. Um, Center Stage is like a particular favorite film of mine. Mm. It's like comfort comforting. There's another show currently on Netflix that just started called Tiny Pretty Things, which is uh, the Pretty Little Liars version of this Disney show. Mm-hmm. It is not a documentary. It is a drama. It is a murder mystery. Uh, I started watching it a, a couple of days ago, and uh, about 20 minutes in, I was like, um, I'm going to come back to this when the world isn't on fire, because right. it, it was uh, it was a lo- it was a lot. So... Um, I am avoiding that currently, but, uh, instead, uh, we're, we're watching on points and it, it is good. So if you have Disney plus, this is a soothing and relaxing show and just, you know, watching these, these kids do these amazing feats. Yeah. There's a, I like the fact that it's emphasizing that these kids are athletes and they're doing remarkable physical things. Yeah. And I, um, it's also interesting watching the sacrifices they make yeah. and how hard it is. It's covering children from different backgrounds. So there's the one girl who has all sorts of equestrian awards and does this and yeah. does any number of things and plays an instrument. And there's another one coming from a background where her parents are really scrimping to be able to put her through school because they believe in her. Right. And so you get both of those, and there's yeah. no judgment uh, on either of these children. They're, some of them just have the opportunity, and others are just working really hard for it. And it reminds me of some of the comfort shows that you've been seeing, like the British Bake Off. And, yeah, yes. Uh, the barbecue show, where it's there's no villains here. No, yet. <laughs> but I don't think so. I and And, you know, the other thing is, like, it's Disney that made this, and everybody knew it was Disney that was making this. So yeah. they're they're putting a certain foot forward, which is fine, uh, and, and probably better because these are minors; these are these are kids, yeah. you know. So let's not look at the lurid, you know, dieting and drug use and things that are definitely probably happening. I think there might be, on a professional level, you deal with more of that stuff. Maybe. I think that they're so closely monitored in this school, both because of the legacy. Which school is it? Or who's the... Balanchine. Balanchine. George Balanchine. And you'll hear that name oh my God. a million times. And if you say anything bad about Balanchine, I'm pretty sure that they uh, sacrificially murder you in the middle right. of the school. <laughs> um, but, so... I think that the standards are so rigorous and they're under so much scrutiny that it's likely that in this school you won't find those problems. That's true. And that it's their professional careers where you worry about what is going to happen to them. But I'd like to think that these kids, and some of them are so competent and so mature. Yes. That these kids will be able to carry that attitude with them forward and avoid the sort of temptations that you can get because they are, frankly, young and beautiful. Yes. And very, very, uh, at the very high end of what they do. Yes. So I'm sure there's a lot of temptations coming their way. Indeed. 
Yeah. So um, on point on Disney Plus, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, just comfort viewing, right? Right. So chill and relaxing. Uh, so that, I think, brings us to the end of this episode. Once again, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, Me too. I'm saying it. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas. This will come out on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. And uh, we hope that you are able to at least see and talk to the, your loved ones, whoever, mm-hmm. those, your, whoever that is, your chosen family or your birth family. Uh, even if you can't be with them to keep safe, we hope that you get to see their faces. Maybe with technology, we are yes. we are fortunate that there is technology that allows that now. This pandemic in the '90s would have been worse. <laughs> so uh, we will talk to you next week when we right. discuss. Yes, read a ghost story for Christmas. Yes. Ghost it's, story Christmas Eve is a great the tradition. Best tradition. Yes, it is. Um, read one of my ghost stories. <laughs> Why did I even mention that before? I'm a published author. I keep forgetting. Um, and we will uh, see you. Or we will talk to you next week when we watch the first episode, a uh, first and second episode of Castle Rock on Hulu. Uh, until then, if you have questions, comments, concerns. Feel free to email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet at us at, uh, at latecomerspod on Twitter or find us on Facebook by searching Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. And until next week, I remind you to take your medicine and we remind you better, better late, late than, than never. never.